So let's say that you start out being a dancer and then you decide that, you know, you that you watch and see other dancers and there's all kinds of physical things that happen and you don't want to do that anymore. But you've been a full-time dancer supporting yourself since you're 18. Well, maybe you decide you don't want to do that anymore and you get yourself a job at the front desk in LA for um, uh, doing something else. And you do that okay, you start all over and then you become a mom. And when you're a mom, you realize how tough that job is and you wanna do more than just be a plain mom and you find a friend who you can really relate to and you create a book called Mothers of Reinvention. And that works out really well. And then you create videos about being a mom and that takes off and goes crazy. And then you decide that it's time for you to be back there for your kids again and you wanna take some time off. And now you're turning 50 and you say, you know, there's this whole other area out there that needs mining. And there are so many women going through these tough transitions and nobody's talking to them. And if you're Jennifer Pate, you've decided that you are going to help out in that area. And so what I love is women who look at their personal lives and they, depending on the phase they're in, and I know a lot of you see that and feel that, and you, you look around and you say, hey, why isn't somebody doing something about this? Why isn't someone saying anything about this? And so that's exactly what she's doing. And so she's on her way to her next reinvention. And we get to discuss with Jennifer Pate what that new reinvention is and we're really excited to have here have her here on the show so here she is welcome jennifer glad to have you on the podcast thank you i'm so happy to be here so as always as i said to you i like to start all the way back because i believe there are threads um we don't reinvent by mistake we don't really reinvent by happenstance so i like to start with where did you grow up and what did you study to be? Well, I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago and I um, was a dancer. I did concert dance and theater. So when I went to college, even though I was an English major, I was already dancing professionally. And I was able to, as I said, do concert work, theater work, travel around the world. And then in my late twenties, I really saw most women had chronic injuries and I really didn't want to be a choreographer or teacher. So I got into casting. I moved to Los Angeles and I um, worked for two women, Jane Jenkins and Jan Hershenson. I was trained by them and I started my own company called Koloff Fishman and Brit Casting, which was for TV and film. And then um, I met my husband, we got married, I had our first child and surprise to me is um, I went back to work and it did not work for me. I became a stay at home mom for a period of time. I have two kids that are a year apart. And then I met a woman in a mommy and me class and we created a web series for moms called Jen and Barb Mom Life and had an incredible run. Um, and we wrote a book called The Mothers of Reinvention. So it is very appropriate that you and I have a discussion on reinvention. And 
I was a correspondent for Rachel Ray. I had an HGTV show and we have now moved to North Carolina and I'm reinventing again with a new company called Feel Ageless. So it's a lot of information, but there's been a lot of reinvention. So talk a little bit about your first reinvention. So that was being a reinventor as a mom. I think my first reinvention was being a professional dancer and switching careers and um, deciding that I really wanted to do something different and starting at the beginning of a different career. How did you get the courage to change? I mean, was it just that you were so early on in a career that it was like no problem or what did you go through to change out of that? Because that's quite a change. It was, it was really scary and confusing. And I felt like when all of my friends were graduating college and were confused about where they were gonna go, I was knee deep in a career. And all of a sudden I found myself sort of a decade later starting over. Um, it was scary. I just had to take a lot of chances. Um, I think one of the biggest things I did was I had the confidence to say, I am, I am going to be a casting director. I can do this. I didn't let fear be the driver. And um, I was sort of tenacious and I really knew I wanted to work for women. And I did my research and I wrote them letters and called them until they hired me. But yet they hired me to be their front desk person. And so anyone who reinvents, um, you know, often you have to sort of eat a little piece of humble pie and start at the beginning again. And that's okay. It does not change who you are as a human being. How old were you then though? That was pretty early on. So probably humble I pie will, wasn't, wasn't costing all that much financially, was it? No, um, no, I was in my late twenties. So I was still young. I just, I had worked since I was 18 as a dancer. So I had already, I, you know, I, had been working and supporting myself for a long time. So it felt to me like I was, you know, I've already had a full career. So yes, I mean, in, relatively speaking, I'll be 55 next month when I look back and think late 20s. But at the time it felt, um, you know, perception is reality. It felt like a very big change, but I still had to, you know, pay the bills. And I, being a front desk person at somebody's office in Los Angeles, I, you know, I certainly didn't have a fancy apartment at that point. <laughs> So what's the difference about between reinventing then and reinventing now? And, and maybe talk about going into the momhood thing and leaving the workforce and then deciding you're going to come back in. Yeah, well, I think one of the biggest differences about reinventing prior to having a family is it's just you. So there's less at stake. Um, when I became a mom and I had that it was a really I mean for me and this is such a to me I think so many women have the internal struggle of being a mom being a career person how we kind of handle that so when I decided to go back to work I had to kind of set boundaries and I had to think about my family it was very very different than it than my younger reinvention when it was just me so I think having to think about how it's going to affect your family and your children uh, is the biggest difference 
And how did that affect them? Was it significantly different? Was it what you thought? Well, I really went into that reinvention with the intention of, and, and in my book, The Mothers of Reinvention, we literally do a questionnaire for women. Um, and so that's really through the lens of being a mom, but I wanted to be there for drop off and pick up. So I managed to create a career that worked within my schedule as a mom. Um, part of the reason it worked is because I loved doing it and I was so passionate about doing it. Um, it wasn't easy and it was sort of exhausting at times, but I know you know this, Leslie, when you're doing something that you're passionate about, all those hours you're putting in, it it just, it matters and it's meaningful. So, so for me, I I mean, it wasn't a perfect science. You know, there were times that we had to travel or there were days that I couldn't pick them up. But for the most part, it, during that time, the, when I did Jen and Barb Mom Life, I worked it around my schedule as a mom. And were you making a full-time salary then? I was, which I would love to be doing again. Yes, we um, we were, we had a lot of success uh, with that show. We had huge corporate sponsors. It really took off. And um, I made a very nice living uh, while I was able to do that, which looking back now and trying to sort of start something again, I uh, realized that that was a very fortunate time. It, it sort of, um, I think I maybe took it for granted a little bit. So talk a little bit about what you're trying to do now. Well, when I turned 50, which was about five years ago, I really had the moment of, I still, I, I didn't really understand all of the stress and anxiety that so many of my friends were talking about and the fear and feeling old. And, and I was a little confused by it. Um, I also had cautionary tales. Um, both my parents have passed away and, and I, well, they were wonderful parents to me. Both of them suffered from everything, <laughs> financial problems, medical problems, emotional problems, relationship problems. Um, and so I sort of had this moment of where am I in life and, and who's talking to me and who's talking to us, who's talking. And, and I was looking around seeing so many incredible women who were still, um, you know, at their height of their intelligence and creativity and drive. And, and yet I just felt, I felt like we weren't being talked to. So, um, that's when I came up with the idea. It's taken a couple of years to kind of get it in action because we moved across country. And I've, um, you know, many times put my sort of career on hold for family. Um, but Feel Ageless is a platform to really change the narrative about what it means to age today. Um, and that's what I'm working on currently. And what did you discover? What what has sort of opened your eyes? And give do you have any specifics about that? How did you finally catch up with your buddies? Um, do you mean career-wise? No, where you were saying that you didn't really understand what the problems were until you got there in terms of age. What were you oh. experiencing that um, you couldn't experience until you got there yourself? Oh, I see. Sorry. Um, 
Well, I, I still don't experience a lot of the fear and anxiety about it. Um, it was for me, I think, I think what it was, was that I think there's this extended middle age, this long period of time that we have that hasn't been explored. And um, what I realized is so many people are stuck. Um, and I think I was too a little bit in that I, again, took my foot off the gas of work and became sort of the more of the stay-at-home mom, which which I struggle with. I really need a balance. It's sort of my sanity. Um, and so I think where I sort of caught up perhaps was realizing the various struggles that we're all going through. Mine were less about um, the physical and the looks. It was more about, for me, career and feeling like my kids are getting older and I want to make sure I have something that I'm doing and passionate about and as they kind of go into the next chapter of their life. So was it impending uh, empty nest that was getting to you or was that the fear? Are your kids gone? Are they out of the house? No, I have one who's graduating high school next week who's going to college in the fall and then a daughter who will be a senior next year. So I do have that feeling of, wow, when they're gone, I really want something that I am busy doing that I love. But when I sort of came up with this idea, quite frankly, Leslie, it was more of, I really love, um, I love talking to women. I love spreading information. Um, I have, you know, been successful at doing that in a career and that's what I'm trying to do again. I think I missed that part of my life. And I really, you know, I, I just, when I talk to women and I hear their struggles for me, like my goal is if I can be a conduit of information, if I can give some wisdom or I can lead them to other people with wisdom, then I feel full. So explain what it is that you're doing exactly and um, how you got there doing it. Did you have to invest a lot of money? Did you raise money? What did you do? Do you have a partner? They, the My listeners really like to know the how-to um, not just the inspiration, not just the what, but like, how the heck did you do that? Because they're trying to say, can I do that too? And what does that require? Sure. Well, first are seeing the signs that you're looking for something. That's sort of obvious. Um, the next is sort of discovering what it is you want to do. And I really believe it's important, especially at this age, to do something that you really are interested in. Um, and I know that a lot of people do have to make money and they can't always follow their passion. I'm aware of that, but I do think the more passionate you are about what you're doing, the more success you will have. Um, and then you kind of have to strategize. I really believe in um, sort of, I, I sort of say, looking at who's in your backyard. The first thing I did was I just started calling everybody I used to work with and everybody I know. And I literally booked a trip to New York before I had any meetings. This is, I think, about two years ago. And I called on people I used to work with and I just had lunches and meetings. And I called on um, Matt Wasterloff, who he was the CEO of a company, Broadband Enterprises, that uh, did the sales and distribution for Mom Life. And we went to lunch and I told him what I was doing or my, where my idea was. And he said, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, going back into sort of distribution as well. And so we started talking. And so one thing very important, anybody who's listening is reach out. It is okay. Who do you know? Who do your friends know? Who's an old work acquaintance? And I know often that can be the most intimidating part, the most fearful part for people. But 
It's just another human being. They're going through similar things. You may think they have it all together and maybe they have quote unquote success in work, but I promise you as human beings, everybody is so happy to hear from somebody. And if they're not, move on. So um, the first thing I did was reach out to people. Um, and then I really believe in having a partner and I didn't for a while. I, I kind of worked with somebody and it didn't really work out. And then I met um, Alice Alston, our mutual friend who introduced us and having somebody to bounce ideas off of and somebody with complementary skill sets. I think, you know, as much as you may be a creative and love other creatives, I think creatives often need people who are more business minded. So I think looking for somebody who has complementary skill sets to you. Um, so for me, I'm going to just reiterate sort of looking in, in your help, use the word Rolodex, right? It's an old word, but who's in your Rolodex? Who do you know? Calling them, uh, trying to find a partner um, and putting the time in and not giving up, you know, you're going to have a lot of bumps in the road. I am, I have been, um, and not giving up. So just since we don't know what it is exactly, what is it that you're doing? Is it videos? Is it a TV show? Is it a website? Where, where do people find it and what is it? Um, well, it is, um, video it's videos. That is what I specialize in. And I call it sort of talk show reality show. It's kind of a hybrid because I interview people, but then I cut it with real footage. Um, I think that, well, I love interviews that you see on TV often. I think sometimes they're kind of flat because the interviewer isn't really sharing their experience. So I, I always say like, I like to sort of take, in the, take the curtain off of Oz and show what's behind the scenes, show what the struggles are. So it's video content. Um, well, and, and I have a, a site called feelageless.com with a bunch of videos on there. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook, more active on Instagram at feelageless. And I'm focusing a little more on Instagram lives as what I really do. The business model that I do are, is that um, I have videos and they're sponsored by companies. And while we're going out to people and trying to secure sponsorship, um, I'm just doing IG lives because I realized why am I waiting? And this is another thing, right? So I'm, I'm sitting here waiting for this corporate world to come through and, and pay me money so that I can produce bigger videos. And I realized that I can do this in my own living room and, and do interviews right now. So, but ultimately videos is what I specialize in. There's a lot bigger ideas with the company, but that is where we are starting. That is what I do. So if you're an average person and you have an idea, do you have to, I mean, and there are people who have started their businesses on Instagram for sure. The, the difference is though, you have to quickly get off Instagram because our dear friend, Mark Zuckerberg can change his mind tomorrow and everything that you set up on that platform can be over as we know by people who have experienced that. How do you... Are you sort of saying you're just doing that as a waiting period or are you starting the business there and then you're going to move over or are you doing a two prong thing? Do you have a sense of what that is? Well, I'm my business is not I'm not trying to be an influencer. I, I you know, I'm not really 
That's not where my mind is at. It's just a platform where I can do interviews right now. But really, it's about um, distributing them where women live. And it's sort of like the old school television model of distribution, where you can see videos on different sites and different platforms. Um, so really di like distributing the video. And I know it's, it's, it's sort of, it's like a shop talk with OTT, which is over the top distribution and over the top television, but, but distribution. So people can see it sort of widespread. Um, and I do agree social media. And I have to tell you, I've struggled with it because I don't love it. Um, I really like to follow things that are substantial. I, I struggle with the whole social media concept, but um, where I am right now is just kind of having these interviews on Instagram live because it's a great place to do that right now. I don't know if I really described that very well, but. So what did the next steps look for you, look like for you then, Jen? Well, hopefully we will get corporate sponsors and that's when the business really becomes a viable business. And what that means is so example, for example, um, we worked like we had Dodge was our exclusive car sponsor when I did mom life. And so they sponsor and we kind of, they're about, you know, adventure. So we create content for our viewers, but then we'll be driving in a Dodge and I'm very transparent. You know, I'm not about, um, you know, I, women are way too sophisticated to know that it's, it's not an infomercial, but you know, turn on any TV show, their advertisements, that's how television gets paid. So, um, it's having corporate sponsors that I'm that I believe in, um, and sharing their products in a an authentic way while really storytelling. So it's um, hopefully we're we have one company that's sort of flashing green right now, which is exciting. And we worked with a company Henkel already, um, but that's the next steps are corporate sponsors. And what kind of stories do you want to tell? What are the things that? that you're going after? What would you say if people are going to tune in, what are they going to learn about? Well, the biggest thing for me is preventative care. And that is for everything. That is for your finances, your fitness, your relationships, that I want people's quality of life um, to be on par with the length of their life. So, so it's, you know, if you're going to live, I don't want to live to a hundred just to live to a hundred. I want to know, I, you know, I mean, I think about finances, right. Are, are any of us prepared? So that would be an example where we would talk about, okay, maybe you're in your fifties or sixties. What can you do to help that sort of, um, to have healthy, healthy, uh, care in that world or relationships. You know, I don't know that we were supposed to live this long either. I've been with my husband 25 years, how we continue to grow. So really this idea of if we're going to live these long lives, how do we live them in the healthiest way? So really through a lens of preventative care. And also like you, I'm very interested in reinvention and focusing my um, Instagram lives on those as well right now, because I think so many of us get sort of stuck in a little bit of a rut and I want to, just like you're doing, I want to help women have the tools to get through. What do you find is the main thing that's stopping women from reinventing themselves? Is it money it. or is it, or is it really um, a passion or a limiting belief? Fear and insecurity. Uh, at least when I, the people I've talked to, um, 
I mean, there's money is, is, is something you asked me by the way. And, um, I've put in a little bit of money myself, but I also, I was part of an accelerator program that financed me and, and I've had a, a small investment. So, so, um, I haven't put too much of my own money, but money can be, I think fear and insecurity. I think that often people feel like it's too late for me and, oh, I can't. And, and um, I think that fear and insecurity are something that, that confidence, that level of why not me as a, you know, it is something that people really need. Why not me? Go look around. When you, when you look around at people, either they get, there are some people that will just blow you away. You know, they'll be like, oh my gosh, they have just been, they're like on another level. But in general, if you look at women who have success in whatever that looks like to you, I bet if you look at them and go, hey, why not me? If they can do it, why not me? So I do think fear and insecurity are um, really the things that get in so many people's way. Awesome. So if women want to reinvent in a similar method to what you did. Do you want to give them two or three steps that you found if you were talking to someone like me, but I was saying, oh my God, I, I'm too afraid to get going or I can't do it. How did you do that? Because I like to give them the actual tactical. Was mm -hmm. there anything that you wished you'd thought about ahead of time? Because now it's different than the mom life thing. And, and I'll tell you, one of the interesting things that I'm wondering is what we ran into at More Magazine is everybody wants to talk to moms. There's something very socially acceptable about that. Mm -hmm. It's harder to get people, age is a taboo in this country. It's harder mm -hmm. to get people to talk to women who are older. And, yes. um, you know, it, it's something people really see, um, they experience it. So um, what, would you, what would you say though, tactically, um, women should do if they want to do something like you're doing, you've taken some time out. Now you're coming back in. Well, the first thing is get clear on what you want. Take out a piece of paper and a pen, the good old fashioned way. And first, first thing is write down how much time be realistic about what you can do, as opposed to saying, I want to, um, be an entrepreneur and I want to have a startup. I want to uh, go back to school and become a lawyer. I want whatever it's. I think the first thing is how much time do I have for this reinvention? How much money do I need? Because that is often a very important part for some people. It's not, but often, you know, if somebody's working a job and they want to change, they need to figure out where exactly they are. So understanding the parameters as opposed to just a free floating idea, get down to brass tacks. How many hours do I have per week to do whatever this reinvention is? How much money do I need to make to have this happen? What is it I want to do? Can you, can you name it? You have to be able to name it. It can't just be sort of esoteric of, oh, I'd like to start a company. Oh, I'd love to get back into the workforce. What are you good at? What do people compliment you on? If you don't, if you don't already know, because often people will say, well, I'm not sure. I always say, what do people compliment you on? Right? So the more you can define these things and, and, and it becomes clearer, things will start opening up. So I think really clarity of who am I? What am I trying to achieve? 
How much time do I have to do this? And how much money do I need to make to do this is the best place to start. And two other ideas. So once you've got that started, anything else? I said it earlier, open that, open that old school Rolodex of yours. Who do you know? Call people, have conversations. It can't happen in your brain. It has to happen in reality. And if you, let's just say you want to be, you know, you're interested in financial planning and you used to study something, maybe get a job interning or as an assistant. Don't be, don't let your pride get in the way. I, somebody gave me the best advice when I was starting over after my dance career. And I, as I mentioned earlier, I started the front desk at this casting company and it, it was definitely a little bit of a, a blow to the ego. And this person said to me, you are who you are, wherever you are. So have no shame if you're starting over, if you have to you know, work that front desk to begin with, but call people and, and, and research, read, you know, the more, you know, about what you're interested in. Um, and, you know, let's say you live in a town and I'm just gonna, I don't know why the financial advisor things on my mind, look at who does it in town, call them. Hey, can I take you to coffee? I'm interested in this reach out. So I think that that next step is after you sort of state your claim of who am I, what am I looking for? How much money do I need to make? How many hours? Who do I know? Who can I reach out to? So, so action, reach out to people. Great. Anything else that you want to leave us with? Um, know that you're not alone um, and that it's okay to struggle. It's okay. This is what growth is. And I think we should all be growing for our whole lives. You know, often uh, if you're uncomfortable, that's a good thing. It means you're growing and learning and talk to your girlfriends, tell people what you're going through. Um, you have no shame in feeling confused or, um, or unsure. Like, I, you know, I, girlfriends are the most, well, I mean, I love my husband too, but girlfriends are the most important things in the world. So to just don't be afraid to reach out and talk to people. Fabulous. Jennifer, thank you so much. We look forward to seeing you and seeing where you're headed. And I'm really excited for you. It's a great area and um, people really need that encouragement and they need, they need the concrete steps as well. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Leslie. It's beyond a pleasure to talk to you. I've, you know, been um, an admirer of yours for a very long time. So this really was a pleasure. Thank you. So I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Jennifer Pate, who's the founder of Feel Ageless. And I hope that you can see how there's a spirit in some people's lives that keeps them moving. And even if that's not your natural thing, I think what you can do is look at people who have done that kind of natural looking around movement, making a business out of it, putting that down, looking around, seeing what else is missing. I think that you can learn from that. And I think it also is inspiring to see people who actually do something about it. 
Because let's be honest, a lot of us look at things and see holes and we assume somebody else would have done it. We have ideas. Why didn't, you know, if it was a big deal, someone would have done it. And that's not true. There's a spirit of people who say, I see this hole. It's not been plugged. Let, let me explore. And I hope that that's what you get out of that this conversation that I had with Jennifer. And if you're interested in more reinvention, I hope that you will come over to the Covey Club and join us over there. We have a lot of content about reinvention. We have a lot of written stories written by some of the best writers in the world about reinvention. And then I'm really excited because I have a free download for you all about reinvention, really my best tips that I've gotten over the last 10 years. Because when I was at Moore Magazine, we dealt with reinvention all the time. It's called, oh gosh, I just went blank. It's so funny. That's what happens with your, your brain as you get older. Anyway, it's tips and tricks for reinventing your life. And um, you go to the connect section of the website. And if you put in 31 badass tips, see, it just came to me if I stopped trying. Badass tips uh, for launching your reinvention without fear, you will be able to pull that down and get it for free. So wonderful to have you here. Hope you will also follow us on this podcast where you can listen to all the reinvention stories that are out there, not only to inspire you, but to give you the tips and tricks and steps you need to get started. Everybody can get started. And as I like to say, it ain't over till you say it's over. See you next time.